Welcome back guys to Less is the New More. We're so excited to have you guys here for ep number three. We're going to explore interior design inspiration that allows us to be more ourselves at home. And as always, I am joined by the wonderful Ash from Tove Interiors. Well, hello there. Hi. <laughs> and I'm Claire from Amilla Studio. So on today's show, we are going to unpack our top tip and today's top tip is all about introducing texture into the home. Then we're going to explore what design means to us. We'll unpack what we think it means, what the industry is defining good design as, and then we'll give you a little tip on what everyone else should be looking out for, how to define good design. And as always, rounding out the show today with a design disaster. The best part. The best part. We love that. (laughs) So before we crack into the show, Ash, how have you been? What's been happening this week? I've been good. This week has been, to paint you a picture of what I've looked like most of the week, it's me sitting at my desk in this big, beautiful new studio that Tove's moved into being like, I have to fill this space. <laughs> and Just con- all on your lonesome. Just <laughs> all in my little lonesome. I've been conning my husband to come in every day with me because I get a little bit lonely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and your dog. And my little dog. Yeah, Indy's been in there. Yeah, she has, which has been good. But yeah, I've just been doing design myself, which I realise, or doing design for myself. Yes. Which I realised I haven't done in... Five years. How good. It was the last time I had to do something for myself. So I kind of sat there and thought, what do I want? Yeah. So I used to No client out. brief. It's there all was about no you. Brief. And yeah. I didn't really know what to do with myself for a while there, but we're getting there. It's looking good. How great. Yeah. How have you been? I'm great. Yeah. I've had a really good week. Um, I am finishing up at work, actually. I can't believe that. So fun. So I've only got uh, a few days left. Well, it's really like a week and a bit, but I'm counting down the days now. By the time you remove weekends. Yeah, yeah, I'm into work days now. So that is very exciting that I'm finishing up. Also kind of sad, like I've Mm. been there for seven and a half years. So it's a bit of an end of an era. So that's kind of what I've been doing um, this week, kind of being consumed by training, wrapping up, writing out, you know, handover documents, Mm. all the fun stuff, Mm. all the really fun stuff. Yeah. This week, I really wanted to understand, aside from our own personal work, looking to the design sphere, what is inspiring you this week? What's caught your eye? What do you want to share with the good people of Less Is Anymore? Well, that's a good question, Claire. Um, I guess in putting together the studio, mm-hmm. I've been thinking, what are some pieces that every little girl dreams of having like what when I picture myself in a studio what would I want Mm. now confession I have been recommending this company for about a year this company that I've got my eye on that's been inspiring me I've been recommending them to anyone who will listen to me yes I have just realized for that entire year I've gone (laughs) Oka, and I have been pronouncing their name completely wrong Great. So great. Before you crack into it, what do these people do? So these people do stunning prints and, and I look at them and I genuinely feel inspired. Like mm-hmm. I think, 
some of them I look at it and I go, oh, I'm a boss today when I look yes, at that. Yes. Others I look at it and I think, oh, all those colors and textures and the way that they've, the way that they, I don't know if saturate's the right word. I'm not mm-hmm. very, I don't do graphic design, but the way that they, I guess, bring out the colors mm. in their prints has such an impact. So that's what's been inspiring me Great. this week. Great. Overshadowed by the shame of... <laughs> pronouncing their name wrong for such a long time telling all the the good people telling check it out check it out (laughs) clients builders honestly anyone that will listen to me yeah I've been telling them about this company and I'm gonna have to tag them and apologize really (laughs) I love that yeah to give you an indicator of what I've been doing I've been going around saying if you want a good print go look at Gisley Gisley go on Gisley Studios. It does make sense to me. Would you want to know? Okay, so this is spelt G-I-C-L-E-E. Do you want to know how it's actually pronounced? Tell me. Are you ready for this? In French, it means a squirt. How do you say it? In English, it is normally said as gicle. Gicle. <laughs> From French. Gicle. Gicle. Not gisly. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a design disaster and pronunciation and <laughs> just super embarrassing especially to like my clients that are probably more refined yeah <laughs> yeah yeah your um your clients from french origin are like what is she talking about this girl honestly <laughs> they can't even look it up because they're like i don't know what i don't she's even saying. know what she's saying <laughs> how do you spell that <laughs> could you imagine if i was like yes it's g-i-c- L double E, and they're like, like, "Oh, get out, Gisley." <laughs> uh, yes, you mean Gisley. Gisley. <laughs> I haven't seen Gisley. Oh no. So yeah, I mean, that's what's been inspiring me. But you know, it's just a good laugh, really. What about you, Claire? Well, I'm still like piggybacking off the awesome glam. What was it? Disco glam hen's day Mm. that I went to a couple of weeks ago and in prep for that I was looking for mirror balls you know disco balls mirror balls which are so hard to come by PS oh this I think they're just very popular at the moment because every Kmart store apparently had them at one stage in their lives but do not have them anymore everywhere they're out of stock I really wanted them kind of everywhere reflect all that light around the room anyway so on my mad um search for a mirror ball I came across Mario Studio and this is is that how you pronounce it well her name is Maddie O okay and it's safe Mario Studio yeah I guess it's safe I mean I think so then (laughs) Maddie please come back to me if I'm pronouncing this incorrectly (laughs) but she creates she calls them pebbles because they are mirror balls in the shape of a pebble. Oh, wow. And they are so fabulous. And they sit like in the middle of a room on a coffee table or on your TV unit, wherever it may be, as a design piece in the room with the added bonus that as soon as the light hits them, the light is like dancing wow. all around the room. They just look so fabulous. I love that. And I'm a little bit obsessed with them. And they're currently out of stock at the moment. I mean, another example of a mirror ball that's not available. Very popular. But I am just 
How loving fun. them. Because if you look, I'll put it in the show notes so that you guys can look at the few little videos that she's got on her website. They're just so fun. It's just as fun as a disco ball in at a disco. I'm going <laughs> to because we go to the studio all the time. <laughs> Yeah, think of the dance parties we can have on a Friday. Yes, please. With the natural light in that studio you've got, amazing. Mm. So that's what it's inspiring me this week and I really want to get my hands on one. Let's get into our top tip. Now we're all caught up. Babble. People don't want to hear us babble all day long, do they? Well, I do. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here for it. And this podcast is about us. Yeah, precisely. All right, so today's top tip has kind of branched from something we talked about last week. Now, I dumped heavily on Rattan last week and the fact that we should be careful about how to – or don't put in everything in your pieces. Rightly so. Stand strong on that point. But then I kind of left you all to it. I was like, don't go overboard with the Rattan. Okay, see you later, bye. Yeah, great. So what we thought we would do today is branch off of that and talk to you a little bit about how to bring texture into your home. Now, this is a really important element in design. When you bring texture, it creates the kind of atmosphere you want. It brings depth. It anchors the room, which is really important. So there's so many Mm. elements to it that matter. But you can overdo it. And when you overdo it, what happens is you create natural clutter. So it may be that the room is as clean as can be, but you've overdone the texture and so it looks really cluttered. So a simple way to avoid this is a one-for-one approach. So when we're talking about texture, it might be you're going for a jute floor rug, which is like a very heavy weave Mm. you want to introduce a jute floor rug which is what we would call a heavy texture you would then want to pair that with a light texture the reason i'm saying no not no texture because everything's technically textured so Mm. we'll go heavy versus light Mm. so you don't want your coffee table then to be a rattan you don't want it to be something that has a really heavy texture component to it Mm. You want it to be something a little bit more simplified and smooth. So you've got your one-for-one pair there. Something else might be your cushions, your cushions that you're doing on your couch. Yes. You would go one heavy texture for one light. Then with your couch, you've got – generally they've got a a relatively light weave on them and so you can throw a really textured rug across the side of it. Yes. So you're pairing your one-for-one. What that gives you is a guarantee on balance. It gives you a guarantee you're introducing enough texture, but you're not overdoing it. It's as simple as that. It's so simple, but until it's laid out, it's actually not that obvious. Yeah. That's a great tip. Yeah, well, there you go. I think I've learned something here because I totally get that Mm. and it's definitely what I've done, but I didn't know that it was a... Didn't know that you've done it. Yeah, I didn't know that that was a rule. Yeah. I'm so glad I've stuck to the rules. <laughs> yeah, look at you go. You're just you're not a rule follower. You just understand them to the core. Yeah, exactly. That's so, so great. We would also love if people have topics they want to hear top tips on. Yes. Send them on in. Yeah, please, because we would love to help you guys out in whatever 
design aspect. I mean, we are interior designers. That's where we specialize. But sure, we'll give anything a crack. Yeah. See if you can stump us now. <laughs> I mean, we will research yeah. prior. But <laughs> yeah, give us a go. <laughs> we need like a live call in, like people call on the phone, know, like on radio shows. Maybe we can do a top tip box. And we write down top tips of people that people have sent in and then we pull them out. Like a raffle. Like a raffle. (laughs) And we've just got the first thought that comes to us. I like it. Let's do it. I think that's a a real thing that's going to happen next week. (laughs) Get them in. Get them in. Let's do it. So we are now into our main topic today, which is what good design means. We're going to kick it off by... Taking a deep dive into what good design means to both Ash and I. Ash, I reckon you can kick it off. All right. When you are looking for good design, when you identify it, you see it out in the wild, what is it? What does it mean? Yeah. I mean, I think when I was thinking through this question, I thought through a few things, Mm. right? I think you get your initial impact when you walk into a room. And you get the aesthetic straight away and you go, oh, I either love this or hate this. Mm. For me, it doesn't really stop there. I can look at something and go, okay, this looks nice and it looks beautiful. It's not where I pinpoint good design. Mm. So for me, when I'm thinking through good design, I actually jump to the practical elements. Mm -hmm. So does this design make our client or make your life easier so is it giving you something better than your existing space had how has it solved any issues they were facing as well so um, did they have a three-bedroom home but four kids have we solved that issue or have we just put in pretty new carpets so how have we actually thought that element yeah through? have we got rid of a kid have or we is there a new have bedroom we just booted a kid <laughs> And does it flow? Flow for me is probably the biggest, both aesthetically and practically. So Mm. does the space feel comfortable to use? Is it simple? Have you got your, I guess, like zoning is Mm. a really big thing for me. So have you zoned into sections to make the space really simple to use? Mm. And flow for me also comes into it when you're looking at the aesthetic side of it. So I always say to my clients, Good design is when you can stand in the doorway of the space and your eye can cast around the room and it's not jumping. Mm. So it's not jumping from one thing to the next. It's actually just kind of, I don't know that flowing is the right word, but you're, you're just kind of scanning around the space and everything makes sense. Yeah. When you're looking at a color palette dispersed and you're finding that your eye is jumping around and it can't take in the color palette as a whole – something's off. Yeah. It's not quite working. So I think to the to kind of simplify it, good design to me comes more down to the practical elements. Yeah. I think a lot of people can go in and put some colors together, but I think if it hasn't been thought through, what's the point in doing it? Yeah. If you haven't improved their lifestyle, why invest the money in it? Mm. And so that's kind of what good design means to me. Yeah. But I'm really curious to know what it means to you, Claire. It's very hard to define because design 
is personal like that is the the joy of design everyone has a differing view on it and that's why we've got a podcast here because we can talk about it forever in yeah. a day the the subject will never run out it's like saying what's good art yeah like it's the spectrum is yeah it's so full big. and you could be anywhere on it and to me at the beginning of my career like when I started interior design getting in amongst the industry I was very much about like ticking boxes so like ensuring there's a focal point within the space you know like heights are aligned Mm. so uh, as you say like not jumping around the room that sort of thing and like problem solving ensuring that problems are solved for the clients in particular and there's like harmony within the room to begin with that's very much what I would be looking for I'd be ticking off now when I really think about it, and I don't know if it's because I'm more confident within myself as a person or as a designer or just like an evolution, I suppose, but all I look for now is a feeling. Mm. If I feel like, wow, this room is beautiful, if I want to touch something if I'm compelled Mm. to go to an area Mm. or even if I'm compelled to sit back in my seat go oh my god whether it's I'm in a physical space or looking at something online if it evokes something in me then I start exploring why like analyzing Mm -hmm. what does that mean what are the things I like what Mm -hmm. are the things I don't like but if I don't have that feeling of joy and excitement to me it's not good design Mm -hmm. because it's not waking me up Mm. and grabbing my attention Mm -hmm. I really do think that I've shifted my perspective Mm. quite a lot and that is all I look for and I think that over time one piece one room I could at one point not agree with or not feel like oh yeah this design is for me but that can also change. Mm. Like if you think of, we were talking about like uh, nostalgic pieces last week. There comes a point where a piece becomes nostalgic mm. for you. Mm. It's not always Definitely. nostalgic. Yep. So there are things like in, say, my grandma's house, like I'll be honest, growing up, there's no like not your design genius Mm-mm. going on in there. <laughs> but I can truly say now seeing things like, her traditional bedhead if I see that now I have a feeling I'm compelled to go over to it to grasp on memories from that so to me it's got good design elements Mm. in Mm -hmm. it but that's not for everyone to say and everyone to agree with me Mm. and once upon a time I definitely did not feel that way yeah it's what I do now it's a very interesting approach when I play devil's advocate to it, mm. I want to ask then, Yeah, a feeling only lasts so long. Yeah. So when, like, I think that that applies really well to specific areas. Mm-hmm. But I wonder when you go into like a kitchen yeah. and you see it and it gives you this overwhelming feeling and you're like, I love this. Yeah. If it was then a pain to use Mm -hmm. where would your process go then yeah so I suppose wholly and solely I believe you can't fake a feeling 
like mm. a feeling you can't just fake it like it's coming from somewhere yeah. so I suppose that's probably where my decision and view on going yeah. with the feeling has come from yeah. I'm like you can't fake it so then explore I love it. it so then of course the analysis kicks in yeah which okay then to understand why like why am I feeling like yes this? which we can then go into over analyzing yeah. it as well. We could sway the other way. But I definitely would then say if that feeling is there for me, if there's something worth exploring, mm. then I'll start analyzing mm. why and then probably reverting back to my old ways of ticking a box of mm. like, you know, is it solving a problem, mm. how are the colours and materials harmonising, mm. all those sorts of mm. things I then go into ticking. Mm. But if I don't have that feeling first, I kind of know this isn't going to be good design for me. Yeah, mm. that makes sense. And I guess it's like I find hospitality is a big one for me in restaurants. Mm-hmm. So I find I'll go in there because you can be a bit more explosive in how you design those spaces. Yes. And I get either a feeling of yay or nay. Yeah. And if it's a yay – it generally inspires me to then go and design something. Yes. So I think that's really groovy. Yes. And I think that's, that is good design, Mm. but I, yeah, I think like, I just feel so strongly that if practical doesn't play a part. Mm. What's the point? What's the point? Only because I just think let's make life easier for people. I think, you know, And and I think that, when you're um, answering pain points for people, the relief that you see in them using the space is so fun and exciting. Mm. But you're so right. Relieving those pain points doesn't then go and inspire you to design something else. No, it's almost like it needs to be paired together. Together. When I look at a space, of course, yeah, you can pinpoint like, oh, that's not practical. Why, you know, did they why do does that? that door hit that door? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What the hell is going on here? Design disaster here, here and here. Which, of course. We know. love. <laughs> we love. We want to see more. Um, I've lost my train of thought. I don't know where I was going with that. Of course, there are those problem solving components. Mm. But when I'm looking at good design mm. Yeah, that comes secondary. To me, it comes secondary. I love that. Yeah. I wonder if it's that, you know, when people say when you tick over a certain point in life, your mindset changes, Mm. whether it's a specific age point, a specific moment in your career, something. Yeah. Something changes. Yeah. And your mindset shifts a little bit more into, yeah, how does this make me feel? Mm. Is this going to, Maria Kondo, bring me joy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all of those things... If not, then I'm moving on. Yeah, does it spark joy? And maybe that's a good way to say good it design. simply. Yeah. I walk into a room, does it spark joy? No, okay. All right, totally. And then the analysis doesn't come because I'm like, oh, well, yeah. it's not for me. See you later. Interesting. My mindset always goes to even if I don't vibe the aesthetics or it doesn't – I have to analyze You want to know space. why. Yeah. I want to know why. Which it makes sense. We have a – feeling the feeling side and the rational side you can't have one without the other you've actually got to pair them both together I guess it's just a matter of which way you like lead I Mm. guess which maybe that makes me too sensitive to be leading with feelings 
do you know what? I'm so grateful. We decided to take a different approach with this potty and we didn't know each other's answers. No, we're just discovering it now. And I'm Because <laughs> we could have said the exact same thing. We really could have yeah. quite easily. But you know what? Yin and yang. Yeah. Is that what it is? Learning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> okay. So then if we're moving through from what we think. Yes. And moving into how does our industry define good design, which yes. is such an important in our industry, and I'm sure in most industries, and I think in all, there are leaders. And there mm. is like, you know, for us, it's definitely the Milan design show that happens yes. every couple of years, really structures yeah. what we see happening in the world. Yeah. Now, the design in, show is coming up in a couple it, of months. It is. So, the furniture side of the design show is coming up in it April, is. isn't it? Isn't that exciting? It is. We're very desperate to go. Yeah. So... Watch this space. Yes. <laughs> so I think when, yeah, the ind- what the industry defines every couple of years definitely trickles down into us all individually. It does because the, the key components are grabbed and run with, whereas the things that, you know, aren't the movers and shakers get left behind yeah. at the design yeah. show for, oh, wasn't that great, but it's going to stay there. It's. I was thinking about this question and I thought it's almost like an elite less is more list, less yeah. versus more. Like yeah. really the industry goes, this is out. Yes. And to be fair, 90% of people go, okay, cool, it's out, even if they like it. Yeah. And this is – so it's really industry. Because you can't have it all. You can't have it all. There's so much that like everyone has such – unique and inspiring views but it can't be taken I suppose to the masses everything can't be taken to the masses and really when we're talking about interior design it is the is it called the cream of the crop yeah like the best of the best is then the creme de la creme yeah that is what's taken forward to the industry for the good people to be enjoyed by all now, so I, what is that? Yeah. What the hell is it? And what is it? We, how do we find it? I didn't want to put words in people's mouths. So mm. I went to the people. Okay. A couple of days ago. Oh, great. I went to the people. I put it on my Instagram. Yes. Which most of my community on my Instagram is fellow designers. So great. we can, and I've picked out the ones that are actual designers. Great. We're speaking to about understand what they think the industry means by yes. good design. Yes. The majority that came through was balance between mm. aesthetic and functionality. Yes. So they wanted a clear balance. The other one was well thought out for the user. Yes. Flow and consistency mm-hmm. and function. So they're really all the same thing, to be fair. They really are. It's balance and function. Yeah. Which is quite interesting. But then when you dive a little bit deeper and you go into designers and architects and draftees that have shaped where we sit, they talk about it being a bigger picture and there's not just one thing. Yes. Now I'm going to pronounce his name wrong. Another one we can go to uh, Mr. Google yeah. to say, how do we pronounce this? Another name bites the dust Okay, here. let's give it a go. Let's hear it. Dear Taram. <laughs> I mean, it sounds convincing. (laughs) He lists it out as a design that is innovative, aesthetic, unobtrusive, honest, Mm. long-lasting, thorough to the last detail, environmentally friendly, 
and involves, this is the real kicker, involves as little design as possible. Mm, because less is, is new more. more. So I wonder if when he's saying it involves as little design as possible, he's talking through those details that tend to get overthought mm. and then impact the integrity of the space. Yeah. Yeah, quite possibly. I found it very difficult when researching what does Dr. Google, what is the research out there that defines good design? Because there are so many different industries. If we look at like interior design, there's also furniture design, styling, interior design, the architecture of the home. Like there are so many elements of design that are put together that you could peel off like in little silos and look at individually but really when you walk into a room you're looking at it cohesively like well, yeah all you together. can't have one without the other yeah it's so true isn't it so when I was trying to define I wanted like this is the sentence that defines good design everyone has a differing opinion back to what we were talking about earlier Design is so personal and that is why design is so mm. wonderful mm. in my opinion mm. that it's hard to pinpoint one person's opinion that is the be-all and end-all, this is the umbrella of design and everything falls out underneath that yep. because it depends on the time, like in history, the learnings yep. because there are so many you know, research papers, there are so many learnings you may go to do like architecture versus interior design at uni today versus in five years' time. The definition is never going to be the one same. thing. Mm -mm. As far as the industry is concerned, I totally agree with balance. It's really like form and function. Mm. They have to have Classic, both. taking you back to yeah, the basics. it really is. And you know, some people argue like, you know, form over function or function no. over form, no. one or the other, but... It goes back to our yin and yang, right? You need them both yep. in order to succeed, yep. in order to cover bases, yep. to have that balance yep. in design. So all in all, in a roundabout way, I do think that good design by the industry standards is thoughtful form and function yep. for the user. I love that. I love that okay. little tagline. I think that that is... <laughs> did we is... come up with... Did we just define the industry? We, I think we've <laughs> defined it. Take us to Milan. Take put us, us up now. top. What does this all mean for the people? Yeah. Like everyday people who are starting on a design journey, yeah. whatever that may mean, it may mean that you just need a new coat of paint on the walls yeah. or a print on the wall where they're going to go to. Where are they going? Gisley. <laughs> Head on over to Gisley Design for your <laughs> prints. So there's a spectrum of design yep. and people may be building a whole new house, starting from scratch. Whatever your design journey may be, how can we help to make sense of it all? So we can't give them everything, right? No. Because that would be like a 55-hour potty. Yeah, and there is not a one-size-fits-all. There's not a one-size. A cookie-cutter approach. No. So I think to the core, if you really have no idea what 
you're doing, mm. you need to go to somebody in the industry. Yes. However, I can give you one rule that you can apply to almost everything. Mm-hmm. That means you'll do something right. Yeah. <laughs> so what you want to make sure you're doing in every space, whether that's a bedroom, a bathroom, kitchen, painting, mm. is you want to make sure you're anchoring the space with something. Yes. So in a room, it might be your floor rug. Mm-hmm. And I know it sounds counterintuitive because people go, but I don't want my space to feel smaller. And isn't that what anchoring the space is? Mm-hmm. It's not. Anchoring the space is just giving it a definitive point and, and providing balance. Mm. So in a room, it might be something like a floor rug. If you're looking to paint, it might be how you approach your skirt skirting boards. Mm. So balancing the paint with the skirt boards, maybe you're doing something a little bit more detailed, you're doing it a darker colour, mm. something like that. In the bathroom, it might mean a really punchy vanity and in the kitchen, your cabinet. So you're doing something that anchors that yes. room and kind of brings it down. Oh, no, no, to not sit down, in the room. but yeah, to yeah, sit. It's it's hard, it is hard to explain. Yeah. <laughs> All we're doing, the two of us are just pulling our hands, hands down. down. <laughs> We're like anchor, you know, like an anchor, literally an anchor thrown off the boat. It's like an anchor thrown off the boat because it stabilizes the room. Yes. You've done it again. (laughs) Analogies 101. Analogy 101. So that's really it for me. I think that that is something simple somebody can follow. Yes. My process goes, you can run with that train of thought and you'll be able to do something okay. I went for everyone starting out. I went to a brief. You've got to write down and really understand what good design means the hell it is you mm-hmm. want. can be easier said than done to understand mm-hmm. what it is you want. But to write a brief I think is so mm-hmm. important to get everyone on the same page. Mm-hmm. So if you're designing, maybe it's a, a room, say, mm-hmm. Who's going to use the room? How do they want to feel in the room? Mm -hmm. Are there pain points now in Mm -hmm. that room that need to be solved Mm -hmm. in the future? What do you want it to look like? Which this could be a series of mood boards. Like we've talked Mm -hmm. about Pinterest before. It could be a series of mood boards with a list. But I would suggest that to understand good design for you personally – you need to understand what the hell it is that you want mm. and what it is that you actually need. need. And you can't understand what that yep. is by just like racing around yep. and being like, oh, talking to people yep. left, right and centre and being manipulated and like yep. not manipulated. That's by the not Bob the, right. the Builders we yeah. talked about. Yep. Yeah, like having other people's opinions inform your own. Yep. Have your own opinions first. That's what I really would suggest we'll – mean you can get to a point where your design has been a success yep that's a great one and if I can just add to that briefly when you're talking about putting pain points in each room I think it's really important to create the list but then I think it's really important to number the list Mm. because prioritize you need to prioritize and you need to be comfortable with only three being addressed in each space you can't have a list of 20 and expect them all to get resolved with a budget of five thousand dollars yeah so prioritize your three and that will be so helpful in figuring out how you want to move forward in your design yes we've done it so that is the wrap-up of what design good design i should say means 
to us, the industry, and how you guys could implement that. So now we are on to our design disasters. Love it. Oh, which I'm doing. You are doing. I was just like announcing it like you were doing it. (laughs) Go on, Ash. I'm doing it. Off you go. It's all about me this week. So I wanted to share with you the design disaster that really started it all for Ash and I because we shared an Instagram page with each other that's called Please Hate These Things, (laughs) at Please Hate These Things. We will put it in the show notes because everyone needs to look at it. It is an Instagram page dedicated to design disasters. Just absolutely terrible shit that's gone on and the photos to prove how bad people I have, just, have done their interiors. It's so bad. It's so, And I just love that somebody was sitting at home one day and went, you know what, I'm going to create an Instagram account that says, please hate these things. And it's got 575,000 followers. Half a million people do hate these hate things. Hate all these things. Ash and I included. So I'm going to give you a few of my favourite examples. I mean, right up the top there, there is a skirting board uh, that goes around a curve. So instead of curving the like a curved ball, I should say. So instead of curving the skirting board, they've just put one, two, three, four, five, six, seven little pieces of skirting together, just butted them up against each other. And I was like, that's it. That's enough. It's done. And they've put a caption saying, your life is so put together. And then the person being like, me actually trying to keep my life together. (laughs) Relatable. That is so relatable. And the one that actually kicked it off for us, which I sent to Ash um, at the beginning to be like, this is the page for everyone. We need to follow this page. Is a picture of a smoke alarm. On the side of a smoke alarm, they of course say installed on. Because we need to understand when was it installed? How long are the batteries going to last for all of that? And on this label, under installed on, it says the ceiling. <laughs> I just love the person that was like, oh my goodness, people cannot think for themselves. Obviously, yeah, it's, on it's on the, the ceiling. ceiling. The upper ladder reaching up to the ceiling, writing the ceiling. <laughs> Can I leave you with one more? Yeah, I, I could have seven more. Honestly, I love this. <laughs> this one, look, if you're under the age of 18, stop listening now. Yeah. This one, let me give you the caption. Honey, it's getting warm in here. Would you mind cracking a testicle? <laughs> And the picture. I don't know what this picture is. <laughs> the picture is a living room where they've done three arched oh. windows. Oh my goodness. One in the middle, which is quite tall, and two either side, which they have reduced down significantly <laughs> to make the perfect phallic shape. <laughs> it's a real traditional what everyone would draw on the back of a toilet wall kind of it's dip so shape. It's <laughs> so funny. We will screenshot these three that we've been talking about yes. and do a post so that you can appreciate them. Oh. But honestly, if you need an Instagram to follow, please hate these things. It's, it's, it's for everyone. It's the gram for you. Well, that's it for ep three. Woo woo. We are done. 
Thank you once again, everyone, for joining us for another week. We, you know, we're only two weeks in and yet we are so, so thrilled, so stoked with everyone's kind words. Yeah. So kind. Yeah. To the people who have come up and said something to us that don't really know us that well. Yeah. Thank you. Like, it's actually super encouraging for us. Claire and I do really enjoy this as an outlet so we get yeah. a good kick out of it even we if it's do. only nick and ben listening exactly but it brings us so much joy that people are actually getting a kick out of this so thank you yeah. so much thank you so much and i want to just add when ash says the people who we don't know that well it's happened two times so <laughs> <laughs> it's not everyone on the street just pulling us up it's just just two times. Just it's two happened. times. But you know, that's two times more than... Well, more than I thought. Yeah. Like, especially early on. Oh, it's so fun. We're having a great time. So thank you so much for yeah. listening. And you can support the pod and support us by following our podcast on Spotify or on Apple Podcast. Click that little follow button. You can leave us a review, like a star rating, and write us a little review. And follow the new more dot podcast. <laughs> We don't actually know. Just follow whatever you can find. If you're choosing to follow one thing this week, it's please hate these things. Yeah, yeah. Over the new more dot podcast. Hey, please hate these things. Got to win. Thank you, everyone. We'll catch you next week. See you later.